Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1604. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. I'm revved up and so excited to share with you today a very special guest calling in from Rockland, California, at the foothills of the Sierra Nevadas, Matt Moore. Matt Moore is the creator and co-owner of CarDog one of the automotive market's latest and most innovative custom relationship management, or CRM, platforms out there. As the latest brand to join the Dealer Peak family, CarDog is likely one of the most unique software packages specifically geared toward an audience that typically gets overlooked in car dealers. Its intuitive, mobile-friendly design was created with the need of independent auto dealers in mind and closes the gap between national enterprise dealerships. Matt has worked in the automotive industry since the young age of 16 for numerous marks and brands. He spent time at the consulting company Half a Car, and there he helped create RMS, a product that later became the base curriculum for the Ford Cybercar way back in 1999. He's a GM at Give a Key Auto Group there outside of Sacramento, where he has been since 2001. We'll be back in just a minute to talk with Matt, but first a word from our valued sponsors that make this show happen for you every day. Sit tight, keep your seatbelt on, and we will be right back. Did you know Covercraft is much more than car covers? They offer protection for the inside of your vehicles too. Sunscreens to keep your vehicles cool and protected from the sun's damaging UV rays. Dash pads that do the same so your dash stays looking new without all those ugly cracks and fading. The seat covers that are easily removed for washing are awesome, but it's their custom fit floor mats that I really love. Is your vehicle getting a little long in tooth? Well, there's no better way to give it a new car look than with a custom fit floor mat and trunk mat. I replace mine every few years with something a little different, contrasting just to have some fun. It stops that urge to buy a new car, and more importantly, it protects the factory carpets so when it's time to sell your vehicle, it looks brand new. They're easy to clean, they secure to the floor for safety, and they look oh so good. Don't forget your trunk, too. Custom-fit trunk liners for sedans, coupes, and SUVs are perfect protection for the factory carpets from all those things that can stain and damage the floor of your vehicles. Check out Covercraft.com for a huge number of styles, colors, and options that'll make you smile. And I've got a deal for you. If you use the code YAH120, that's Y-E-A-H-120 at Covercraft.com, you get 10% off your Covercraft order. So go to Covercraft.com today and use the code YAH120 at checkout. Tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Covercraft, they've got you covered. What do you do after running a race team for 27 years with over 100 professional wins, multiple wins at the 24-hour of Daytona, and a win at Le Mans? Well, if you're Kevin Buckler, a racer and the racing group's team owner, you create Adobe Road Winery. Located in Petaluma, California, he and his team have created a winning combination with the Racing Series, four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own. Like racing, these wines comprise of art, precision, engineering, science, 
and a whole lot of fun. You can choose from four blends titled Redline, Apex, Shift, and the 24. Today, I'm going to tell you about Redline. It's a rich and complex blend delivering a taste of ripe blackberries, black cherry licorice, and a hint of toasty oak. An added very cool option is that this features the world's first interactive wine label. That's right. When you pour the wine, the three-dimensional tachometer actually hits the red line. It's incredible. The Racing Series is a killer gift for the automotive enthusiast in your life, and I've got a deal for you. If you use the code CARSYEAH, all one word in all caps, when you go to checkout, you'll get $10 off any purchase of wines from the Racing Series. The wine ships promptly and arrives quickly right at your door. Use the code CARSYEAH at checkout for $10 off of your purchase today. There's always a seat at the table for excellence with the Racing Series. Go to adoberoadwines.com and use the code CARSYEAH to save $10 today. Cheers! The 4th Annual Saratoga Motor Car Auction will take place on Friday, September 18th and Saturday, September 19th. It will be held at the Saratoga Performing Arts Center in the beautiful Saratoga Spa State Park, located in upstate New York. Presented by the Saratoga Automobile Museum, a not-for-profit institution, this live event continues to be the premier collector car auction for the Northeastern United States. Proceeds from the auctions help support the museum's educational programs and exhibits that engage, educate, and inspire the automotive community. To consign your vehicle, view current inventory, and register to bid, visit SaratogaMotorCarAuctions.org. There you can learn how finance partner J.J. Best Bank and insurer partner Haggerty can help put you in your dream vehicle. That's SaratogaMotorCarAuctions.org. Hey, Matt. Welcome to Cars. Yeah, my friend, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Let's do this. Let's do it. Hey, uh, before I start, I want to ask you this. What's one thing that most people may not know about you, Matt? <laughs> I think the most... Uh unique thing that people don't know about me is I taught John Bowett Bowen Jovi and his whole band as well as Skid Row how to rollerblade back in 1988. Now that has to be one of the most unique answers to that question I've ever had. <laughs> how okay how, how on earth did you end up getting in that position? Uh, we were actually uh, rollerblade was just being introduced to uh, the marketplace and we actually did a uh, we actually solicited Rollerblade at the time ah. when they were over in Europe and a few friends of mine, we sent them a letter and when they came to Washington, they invited us to a, uh, a launch and when we did the launch at Riverfront Park in Spokane, Washington, they invited us to go to their next venue, which was Pullman, Washington, where Skid Row and Bon Jovi was uh, invited to <laughs> ride on Rollerblade and so we <laughs> went with them and we were able to do uh, enjoy the concert right there where they control the the venue yeah. or control all the lights. And, uh, you know, as an 18-year-old kid, that was just huge. And then, of course, the whole time beforehand, all the stagehands, everybody was enjoying the rollerblades. And then, of course, we got to rollerblade inside the stadium and everything else. So it was pretty cool. <laughs> How fun. 
That is an interesting bit of trivia. Well, now all your friends will know that about you as well. So uh, you'll be getting a whole bunch of Bon Jovi <laughs> t-shirts and rollerblades and all sorts of fun things. So uh, be careful, though. So, you know, as you get a little older, that stuff gets dangerous. I was a skateboarder for years and years, and uh, my kids were growing up and got skateboards, and I jumped on them, and uh, yeah, bad things can happen. So be careful out there, especially on rollerblades. Uh, yeah, those are fun, though. Well, listen, as we start on your journey here about cars and this car dog and uh, Give a Key Auto Group and all the fun you're having around the car world, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra. So it's a nice way to get the wheels spinning a little bit here on Cars Yeah. So Matt, grab the wheel. Mantra. Uh, I think that the, if there was a mantra, there would be the Ogmandino quote, I persist until it succeeds. If there was something that was there that I preached the most is the fact that uh, it's an ancient law of averages. And, um, you know, every time that you fail, it brings you closer to success. And so really, it, uh, I, if there was a mantra, just persist until you succeed. You know, yeah, definitely. Persistence, tenacity, those are some reoccurring traits from all the entrepreneurs that I've had on this show. I don't know how I would have ever gotten to over 1,600 guests here without persistence and tenacity because that's what it takes. But, you know, it's interesting you say that because in the automotive world, I mean, people don't buy cars all that often. And if you're not persistent with those people you run into, and it's a little, we'll segue this into Car Dog in a minute. But I was thinking of you this morning because before you called in, I was at a Porsche dealership last year and I've never had anyone from a car dealership do this like this young man, Andre, does. Every month he reaches out to me just to keep touch. He knows I love Porsches. It's a law of average. He knows someday I'll probably buy another Porsche, hopefully from him. So he just stays there. So he's the only guy that's ever done this. Why don't more people do that? Um, that's, a, that's a great segue to conversation about the CRM. A lot Perfect. Of, <laughs> I was hoping that's what it would be. <laughs> yeah, that is a lot of salespeople, actually. Their biggest strength is their biggest weakness. And I think that uh, you know when they're face-to-face with people, that's what makes them salespeople. They're conversationalists. They're, they're charming. They're entertaining. But again, most people with that type of a personality aren't very organized and task generated. And mm. so um, unless you create an environment in which uh, they know to do tasks and someone holds them accountable to sitting down and, you know, making that call, very rarely do you find a guy that has a true nature to be able to make those calls like that, like your Porsche guy. Yeah. And so, uh, again, that's where the technology comes into play. It just uh, allows, uh, again, triggers to be there and it makes it easy for that that uh, charming salesperson, if you want to call it, to be able to do his follow-up because someone else is keeping track of winning how he does it. Uh, it's it's very been interesting to me because I worked in business for years where salespeople were always after you all the time. And sometimes after you is the way they act and you're like, stop bothering me. You know, it's too much. Uh, so there's a balance there. So let's dive into this cardog.com because I know you've been managing, you're the general manager at uh, the dealership you work at. There's a new number of those. So I understand that we can talk about that in a minute. But more interesting to me is this car dog because you mentioned in our pre-show chat that car dealerships, big chain dealerships have these things integrated into their systems. But, but different independent dealers Dealerships, they don't really have it integrated. So they have to just sit there and wait for somebody to show up and hopefully talk them into a car that day or put them in the right kind of car. So how does CarDog help these dealerships? Well, um, in 07 to 09, there was a big transition in the business where the internet actually got validated in the car business. And that wasn't through inspiration, through desperation, as we all know what happened during that period of time. 
when it was introduced, uh, that's when technology and, of course, CRM really started to be utilized to hold people accountable to every lead that was out there. And uh, it's uh, they called it lead intensity and um, lead accountability um, became the theme of franchise car stores. And so uh, CRM companies started popping up everywhere. And in doing that, um, obviously, in order to be profitable, these franchise dealers were buying very expensive technology that was allowing the sales managers to hold people accountable to something they didn't even understand themselves. And so as we progress over the years, the independent car dealer has never had the opportunity to have that sophisticated a technology. Now, there's been a bunch of knockoff technologies built, but they never had an opportunity to literally hold people accountable as well as their own selves accountable to the follow-up and keeping touch with customers and, and really trying to uh, maximize every opportunity. And so about three years ago, uh, we had some experience with uh, our technology that we built. Uh, and we said, let's go ahead and make a mobile first product because most of these independents are one man butt kicking contest guys. They're just doing everything from buying the cars to selling the cars to washing the cars to rebuilding them. And they're just so busy. They don't have the ability to sit behind a computer and, and do their job. They prefer to do it with their phone. And so we built a mobile first technology that can compete with any technology that's out there in the franchise world. And we're offering it to the, to the independents. Basically, a single user all the way to a, a multi-franchise dealer can use our system now and afford it. This is fascinating. So kind of walk me through, a if somebody's using this, from the point that a salesperson interacts with a potential customer and then what happens afterwards. How does Cardog help them, for instance, stay in touch? Because the, the consumers become so knowledgeable these days about vehicles that sometimes I go into a dealership and I know so much more than the guy standing in front of me. Now I'm a car guy. I'm kind of a nutcase. I like all the details and so forth. I get that. But even uh, average customers, my next door neighbor last year bought two new cars, uh, wasn't happy with the, the salesman experience he had locally and ended up buying them from across the country and they were shipped to his house. Two brand new cars. He could have bought them locally, but he just didn't like the way the dealer was treating him or the salesperson, I should say. Just didn't feel comfortable with it. And they didn't have exactly what he wanted and they wanted to force him into buying what they had on the lot instead of ordering something. So he just got on the phone, started calling dealers, and within a day he would bought two cars. It's The world's changed, right? Well, it absolutely has changed. And really the way that the world communicates is the big change. There's three prongs to uh, automotive technology. There's asset management that they call DMS. There's CRM, which is the customer experience, and that's what we're talking about now. And, of course, the third is the digital marketing side. Um, the customer experience, the CRM, it really is the point of communication with your customer and the point of experience. And that's really what we bring to the table. Most of the other CRMs or no CRM doesn't give you the ability to text a customer, doesn't give you the ability to go ahead and send pictures or videos, doesn't give you the ability to go ahead and tie videos in that communication and links back and forth to the customer. A customer today is buying their car sitting on a couch yeah. at 9.30 at night. <laughs> They're not buying a car at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday anymore walking in a store. Right. And so if you're not communicating to that customer at 9.30 sitting on their couch the way they want to be communicated to, you're not going to sell them a car. Yeah, it's absolutely fascinating how it's changed and so forth. So take me through those steps from the moment there's a contact made and how that interaction happens with CarDog. Well, first thing, a customer, let's just take that same example. Um, if this customer is sitting on their couch at 930 at night 
and are scrolling through their phone while they're watching The Bachelor. I don't know what they're watching. <laughs> yeah. They're scrolling through their phone and they find a vehicle that is of interest to them. They click on the vehicle and they say, wait a second, I really like that. And they submit a lead. We've trained ourselves consciously to wipe out our short-term memory within 30 seconds from now. If I don't get a response or I don't have some type of activity that's back and forth, within a short period of time, it will stay in my short-term memory. And by the time I click on the next third link, I've forgotten that I ever even submitted a lead to the first one. <laughs> exactly. So what the technology does is it allows that lead to actually get to uh, whomever the salesperson is and or the dealer or whomever. Uh, the ability to go ahead and communicate to the customer immediately. And so uh, I can share with you that at 9.30 at night when they commit to a lead and some, if the sales guy happens to be up and he gets notified on his phone because he's also watching The Bachelor and he's looking through <laughs> but he gets notified that he's got a lead and they start communicating via text back and forth, I can share with you that they go from short-term memory to long-term memory and they also are just experiencing something they've never experienced before, right. which is a digital right. environment of communication. And so uh, then it, it validates that individual right then. And so there is a big difference between, you know, a phone call, which a lot of people aren't even making phone calls anymore, right. and literally a, a text conversation between phone to phone and being able to give the customer the information or the answering the questions they have almost immediately. Oh, that's fascinating. Now, does this platform also help the salespeople that are receiving these leads know how to interact? Because I'll give you an example. The other night, I got a I got an email. I need a new barbecue grill. And uh, this company sent me one. They were having some specials. I clicked on it to buy it. It wasn't available. So I went to the chat saying, hey, how I'm trying to buy this. I can't buy it. Oh, they must be sold out. Oh, okay. And that was the end of the chat. And I hung up. Being a marketer, I went, oh, my gosh, this person didn't even try to sell me something else. They have like a thousand barbecues on this website. Why would they let me leave? I, my, my money was right here. I was handing it to them. And they just went, <laughs> sorry. So is there something built into this that helps you? Because you mentioned this earlier. A lot of these salespeople that are selling cars, they're used to doing it a certain way, especially older folks, let's say like me, that have been around. It's the way it's always done, Phil. We don't use the damn computers. So is there something built in to help them learn how to proceed through the process of communicating properly? Well, that's the best part about the car business. Every single car dealer is a unique experience. Each one of them has their own processes they set up. However they want their processes set up, the nice part about it is the technology allows them to go ahead and send alerts or set up tasks. So let's take that guy sitting at the couch again. He has a great experience. The guy, you know, uh, answers the question about the navigation or about the horsepower, whatever the question may be. Mm -hmm. And he says, hey, do you mind if I follow up with you tomorrow? I've got to get more data and I'll, maybe I'll send you a, 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 a video. Whatever the process may be, because he just answered that lead, it sets it into a set of automation. So tomorrow, by what we call the 24-hour call of it, Within 24 hours, there has to be a follow-up. And within the system, it notifies the salesperson, hey, if you got to send a video follow-up of that car, that customer that called in on that particular car, and text them this and text them that, whatever it might be. And it literally walks them through the sales process and the follow-up process, as well as records it so there's some accountability amongst the, uh, the action. So the sales managers or whoever the owner is actually can hold them accountable to that piece of the process. Awesome. 
Well, as it should be, and as things have changed, though there we must change or we die. Before I jump into my next question, uh, which I, I maybe I know how you're going to answer this. I talk about a challenge or a failure, uh, but let's go back. Is there anything else about Car Dog that benefits me as a consumer? I don't sell cars; I just buy cars. So that benefits me as a consumer to make me feel more comfortable when I see somebody using this platform. Um, I think so. I think the word transparency. The car dealers forever have been, it's been a bad word. It's been in a shameful business in the past. Right. And, and we did it to ourselves by taking advantage of people's ignorances. Mm-hmm. And that's why the internet became so powerful. I mean, it started with consumer reports and went to the internet. And now really the, the power of education is in the consumer's hand. If you see this type of a platform and communication like this, you should recognize these people have recognized the fact that today is today and they're not trying to hide from you. If they're using technology to help them sell cars, they recognize that technology is going to keep us honest. And so if they're using a platform like this and they're communicating you in a modern format, it's likely that they have incredible integrity in their pricing and in, again, the trading values that you're more ignorant to. Yeah, it really did have a bad reputation for a long, long time, especially that process. And I'll never forget the time I bought my first car. It was that class. Now, this was back in 1979, so I'm dating myself. But that whole process of sitting in a room with somebody and then he keeps getting up and leaving. I know that doesn't happen so much anymore. At least I hope it doesn't. But the cars I bought in the last 15 years have been from the same guy. I trust him. I know him. Uh, By the time I get to the dealer, I've already he's got the keys ready and I just pick it up and I leave. But that's pretty unique. But that first trip that I had, the guy kept coming back, well, Phil in the back, he's not sure he could do that, you know? And it's like, well, why doesn't <laughs> Phil come in the room? Why do you keep going back? To, are you going back there and eating donuts? I see powder around your lips. I don't think you're even talking to Phil. I even told him, I said, I don't think Phil even exists. I think this is all a big ruse. And, uh, you know, I got up and walked out and they chased me to my car and we ended up doing it. And I, I felt, still felt like I got screwed. I just, you know, it's like, I don't feel why this should have been a fun day. Why did you make it so hard? So I'm happy to hear you're working on something that can help it be more fun. But again, we can get more educated as consumers too. Let's jump into this challenge failure question. I always ask my guests this, what's one thing you've encountered in your life that was a big, big challenge for you, big failure time, but more importantly, what did you learn from it? So you could go forward in a positive way, just like what you've done with Cardog. You found a hole in the system and you fixed it. Well, that's a, another great question. Um, there's so many failures. You got to pick them. Uh, yes. I would say that, that the uh, most challenging day for me, or failure if you call it, uh, in, oh, I think it was 08 or 09, yeah. uh, we had a, two RV dealerships and we had about $7.9 million in RVs uh, that were Ford at the time and both new and used. And uh, I remember sitting there at the auction block as we were selling these these RVs at 50 cents on the dollar. Um, You couldn't sell an RV for the life of you. Alpha, uh, which are class A, went out of business. Winnebago went out of business. We needed cash flow because we had uh, eight stores at this time and our cash was just being burned up. Uh, We were being curtailed for our inventory, which means that you have to buy down your inventory for your flooring source. So we were writing these huge checks. So we had to literally liquidate anything we had to create cash flow. Mm-hmm. And I remember standing there at that auction block, just almost ashamed because I had to make a, a decision to sell. And I remember the auctioneer looking at me and, you know, selling a $150,000 invoice for 70 grand yeah. is a very difficult, difficult thing to go through. Oh, and, yeah. um, 
And so when you're, when you're making those decisions, it's, it's the shame you feel. And again, we put ourselves there because we became complacent going into there, uh, that, that type of thing. We didn't embrace technology. We didn't embrace the internet. Mm-hmm. We didn't change the way we did business. And so, uh, that failure again, uh, <laughs> that pain, uh, really fed, uh, what we're doing in the technology business. Cause we knew we couldn't even spell internet at the time. Yeah. And here we are, we own a technology company today. And so, uh, again, uh, that shame, it just fed, uh, a desire again, to never have to go through this again. Yeah. And, uh, and truly believe that we've done a really good job of changing our paradigm so that we can service dealers through technology. Yeah, so many people I've had on my show during that horrible recessionary period uh, had to learn some very, very challenging lessons, nothing uh, more so. Well, maybe there were if you're in different industries, but the car industry took a wallop back then. It's great to see that this change has been embraced. Let's take a break, take a breath. We'll come back. We're going to talk about your personal passion for cars. I know you're a car guy. So sit tight, keep your seatbelt on, and we'll be right back. American Collectors Insurance, that's how I now protect my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my Orange Crush. Are you insuring your classic vehicles on your regular daily driver auto policy? Then your special vehicles are at risk. Your regular auto insurance carrier won't tell you how much you'll get until after a claim, and more than likely, you'll be in for a rude awakening. With a agreed value policy from American Collectors Insurance, you'll be paid your vehicle's full agreed value. No surprises. If you're driving your collector car less than 5,000 miles a year, do what I did. Call American Collectors Insurance and get your very own agreed value policy tailored to your specific vehicle. If you're like me, you're picky about who works on your special ride. A great policy allows you to choose your repair shop of choice, and that means you'll know the job is done right. I shopped around and decided to protect my car with American Collectors Insurance. They've been protecting vehicles since 1976. Give them a call for a quote today at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love. I did at American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for enthusiasts and collectors. It's your monthly must-read. Whether you dream of owning a collector car, maybe you have two, or maybe you've got 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. And don't miss my weekly podcast, with Keith Martin titled Buy, Sell, Hold. It's the essence of collecting. We talk to the movers and shakers in the collector car world. Here's a couple deals I have for you just for listening here on Cars Yeah. If you use the checkout code Cars Yeah, you'll receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription at Sports Car Market. That's an exclusive offer from Cars Yeah. And guess what? Here's another deal. If you'd like to get the actual magazine, use the code BSH. For buy, sell, hold, that's code BSH, and you'll get $10 off your annual print subscription. That's right, $10 off. Both of these are exclusive offers here at Cars Yeah for Sports Car Market Magazine. Just go to sportscarmarket.com and get your deals today. Let's step away from the conversation and talk about our charity of choice here at Cars Yeah, America's 
Automotive Trust. America's Automotive Trust is a group of like-minded nonprofits that are working together to preserve and promote car culture across the country. Together, they provide scholarships and grants to aspiring technicians and restoration artists. They provide youth education programs and bring communities together through auto-related events, car shows, and drives. Among these nonprofits is TechForce Foundation, a great organization dedicated to solving the technician shortage that threatens the transportation industry today. By providing career development resources and increasing awareness and enthusiasm for the tech profession, TechForce is bringing bright young students into the auto, diesel, aviation, marine, motorcycle, motorsports, and restoration worlds. To date, they've awarded more than $10 million in scholarships and grants to tech students. And in times like these, I don't have to tell you how essential those techs are. Keeping our delivery and emergency vehicles running and keeping America rolling. To learn more about TechForce or to make a donation to this cause, visit www.techforce.org. You'll be glad you did. All right, Matt, we're back, and I'd love for you to share a story that instigated your personal passion for cars, that pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were a car guy. What was that? Um, here's what's so funny. Uh, when I was a kid, um, I grew up, my dad's a car dealer, and so and he was a he was a uh, passionate classic car guy. Uh, we used to go to car shows, and I never realized I was a car guy at that point in time. And I would say that when you realize you're a car guy, you really start to uh, get passionate about what's out there. And so, and when I say the out there for sale, there was a uh, publication every week called Wheels and Deals mm-hmm. up in the Northwest. And this Wheels and Deals was published every Friday. And I knew where they published it. So I literally would ride my bike down in Spokane to where they published it on Thursday night so that I could get a copy <laughs> An early copy. of the wheel. <laughs> Isn't that the craziest thing in the world? Yeah, yeah. I would get a copy of the wheels and deals the day early. And I used to always uh, look through it to what the best deals were. And I used to always want my dad's approval by, hey, dad, look, 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 look. And then when my friends all started to turn 16, of course, where do you think they went? Yeah. Um, they came to their, their buddy that was obsessed with cars and values of cars. And I was started assisting them buying their cars um, oh, at 16 fine. years old. So anyway, it was a, it, that's pretty much where, uh, you know, you just discover that if you're riding your bike down for wheels and deals, uh, you're a car guy. <laughs> well, I think so. It kind of reminds was is that was that kind of like the auto trader they used to have where they were at all the gas stations, the the black and white. Exactly motors. what it was. Yeah. It was the free version of auto trader. Yeah, exactly. You know, what comes to mind is how this is we talk about car dog and about this innovation change to internet. You know, nowadays one of the challenges car magazines are having is keeping subscriptions and and people and they're trying to transfer over to the internet but it's hard for old readers of magazines to look that way but they're using that that mat trick by saying well if you subscribe online you get some information before people get their magazines so you get all this stuff that we do weeks before the magazine delivers you get the inside mat track i guess we could call it (laughs) uh, that used to provide so you know it's kind of worked the same way you just figured out Uh, a long time ago. So kudos to you. You know, you probably had lots of cars working in car dealerships your whole life, but what was your first really special vehicle? I would have to say the Belvedere. I had a 67. I didn't have it. My dad and I built it a 67 Belvedere two. Yeah. And, um, 
could didn't even know what a Belvedere was at the time. I we I grew up as a Mopar guy, but uh, that Belvedere too is a special place, man. My dad and I we found it. It was a rust bucket, ugly cars, a three uh, three eighty three car, and um, we built it, man. We built it. And we made this beautiful car out of it. I mean, I remember sitting in the garage looking at that car, and my dad gave me the opportunity to buy that car or give it to me at sixteen, and I said, no, dad, that's you know that's your car, and. I ended up with another vehicle, but uh, I just, that car still today, every time I see one, it's just so many memories of driving it or actually stealing it out of the garage at, you know, eighth grade when you're not supposed to be driving <laughs> and driving through the neighborhoods, going to the girlfriend's house, doing all the things you're not supposed to do in that car. Just, yeah. uh, that's the car that gets it for me. You know, I think about the, the 67 Plymouth Belvedere. I think about the RO23. With the big motor and the scoop on the hood, oh, yeah. and, you know. Um, oh, yeah. But it was such an interesting car because when you think about the, you know, the windows going down, you had no B pillar, if I remember right. It, it went away, right? No, it did. It was it, it was exactly right, and that was what was cool about that car. Yeah, is when the windows were open, it was just a wide open space in the middle there. It was just really neat car, man, and it just sounded amazing. It had no weight on the back end. It just slipped yeah. all over the place. Yeah, car was just a fun beast to drive. And the way that back C-pillar went down to almost a point was very different and unique. It, it, yeah, it, it was really cool. They also made a, a wagon version of that because I remember somebody in my street had a Belvedere wagon, a Belvedere 2 wagon. So Exactly uh, right. Yeah, that cat car was, uh, yeah, was kind of different looking. It, it was kind of fun. So what a fun memory. Well, I'm going to get in your head a little bit here, Matt. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a vehicle, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself as a vehicle, what would you be? You know, I think that, yeah, that's a great question too. Because you can go two different directions with this conversation. You can go back with what you admire in the past as vehicles that were built. Yeah. If you were to answer that question, I would look in the future um, okay. to what's happening with Tesla and with Ford and with so many different companies today. Technology, in my opinion, is going to redefine the way we, we look at cars. I, uh, I, I'm an all-wheel drive freak now. I love all-wheel drive cars and driving them. Horsepower meeting traction is always been, you know, the, the fantasy. But now technology is allowing so many different ways to accomplish horsepower and traction. And now with self-guidance, it's going to be interesting because I, I have this vision that one day there's going to be an all-wheel drive, massive horsepower car that you're in the driver's seat, yet it's driving for you. And all you're there for is just to make sure it doesn't get out of control, kind of like a, <laughs> a fighter pilot. Yeah. And I, I wish I could draw it out. It's kind of like a, a Tesla Roadster. And, um, you know, you have your 700 horsepower and you're able to go drive some of these crazy drives. And uh, it's more like a roller coaster ride than it is even driving. So sure. I don't know. I really, the car hasn't been invented yet. And <laughs> okay. so, uh, that's a cool <laughs> answer. You, you know, I don't think anyone's ever answered that that way. I, I've had people answer custom cars or maybe they're builders or things like that, but a car that hasn't been invented. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I'll tell you, when I bought my last, uh, I have an E46 M3 I've had since new, an 05. And it has traction control that BMW put in those cars. And I remember one time coming home late at night after a long day at work, and we have a roundabout. We come down off this freeway, and it's this roundabout. And there was nobody there. It was late. It was wet. And my car came with uh, SMG option. 
And it also came with a, um, a competition package where you can hit a button and turn off half of the traction control. And I thought, yeah, I've never really tried this before. I'm going to kind of see what happens as I dive into this thing. Well, obviously, traction control does way more than you can ever imagine if you've never had it or you've had it. And when you turn off half, you lose half of your control, basically. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, the, the end starts to swap. But it caught itself. You know, it scared me at first, but then I'm like, okay, okay, now I see what's kind of going on with this. But my next thought was, oh, thank goodness I didn't turn it all off <laughs> because I probably would have looped this thing through that roundabout in the wet at night where it was a little cold. That's a good answer to that question. I uh, never heard that one before. So very cool. All right, we're going to enter what I call the last lap. I'm going to have you give me some very quick answers to these questions. So here we go. What's one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes in life over the years? Kind of routine. I'd say that that would be more than anything else is uh, trying to create a daily routine, mm -hmm. uh, getting up in the morning and, and trying to accomplish getting most of the busyness done early yeah. so that all the variable stuff comes late. I think that that really is uh, more than anything. And then, of course, creating a meeting flow so that you know what your Monday meetings, your Tuesday meetings, your Wednesday meetings, what your week is going to look like ahead of time so that uh, you're able to manage your week so it doesn't become chaotic. Perfect. How about if I could arrange for you to sit down and enjoy a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased? Who would it be? Um, uh, Lee Iacocca. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Wouldn't I, that be cool? <laughs> that guy. That guy. Yeah. That would be who I'd want to sit down and have a drink with. Yeah, uh, for sure. How about the best automotive advice someone else has ever given you? If you're not committed, you're not going to be successful. Mm. And he said uh, point blank uh, and it's not just a uh, lukewarm commitment it's fully committed okay I'm going to toss in a new question for you because you've been selling cars to people for so long what's the best automotive buying advice you would give a potential new car buyer today what's one thing you would tell them to do before they started to either go to a dealership or seek out a new car what should they do first find a player Find the person that you trust or your family member trusts or uh, go with your gut. You got to find that uh, catalyst to assist you in buying that. Uh, you can educate yourself all you want, but you still got to have to buy it from somebody. And you should buy it from somebody that has some reputation. Uh, you know, I have some friends who call me the car doctor. Whenever they're looking for a new car to buy, they text me and they always say, is the doctor in? Which is code for talk me out of this car. <laughs> and, and some of their wives even call and say, the doctor better be in and better say this. So uh, yeah, uh, find yourself a helper. How about a resource? Is there one that's a go-to for you that's kind of a daily resource you use? Well, automotive news. Automotive news is my daily. That's not a consumer daily, but uh, uh, that's what I do for a living. And so uh, the automotive news just keeps us up to date as to what's going on in the industry uh, for the franchise world. And um, it, they're really good at it. And uh, it's, they're well connected with the NADA and, and all the different um, associations. Yep. And, uh, of course, they have a lot of lobbying and they know what's going on in Congress and they just keep us up to date as to what's happening in the industry. Yeah, great resource. How about a, a book? Is there a book you've read you think our listeners would enjoy reading as well? Yeah, I, I can I can quote pretty much everything. Uh, greatest salesman in the world, Ogmandino. I mentioned it earlier. Persist until I succeed. Mm -hmm. uh, Ogmandino's Greatest Salesman in the World by far is the most influential book we've ever done, and it's not a uh, a storybook. It is has a story behind it, but you talk about mantras, 
it literally is a way of life. And uh, if people read through that and really do the, go through the book the way it's meant to be, it'll, it'll change a salesperson's or anybody's life forever. Fascinating. Very cool. All right, Matt, we're up to the checkered flag. Today's kind of fun because you're usually selling cars, but I'm going to buy you a car today. Something very cool, collectible, fun, something different, not a daily driver. But there's some rules to my game since I'm the buyer. Uh, you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. So this is one car you have to keep. No selling allowed. I want you to enjoy it and drive it. No dust collectors or garage queens. Uh, but here's the kicker. It's the only one fun car you can have. So it needs to tick a lot of boxes. So what can I buy you today, Matt? Uh, GT40. Now, GT40, are we talking about the original GT40 or the newer no, cars? I, the newer car now, uh, ideally, I've never even got a chance to drive the newest one. But I'm talking 0305 GT40 when Ford reintroduced it. it uh, I did get a chance to drive that car. And uh, I've never experienced anything in my life like that. Yeah. It was amazing car. Yeah, I've been able to drive those, and the Ford GT was a pretty spectacular car. I must say, you know, I love it because I love old classic cars, and it looks a lot like the original GT40. Uh, but this new one is pretty darn cool, too. Uh, <laughs> all another thing. Now, I've never been able to drive one of those. Hopefully, someday somebody will toss me the keys for it. But uh, uh, a pretty darn cool car, and nothing like having that motor right behind your head i tell you though when i drove mine for the first time it was on a track and you got to be very careful with that car you talk about traction control i was describing earlier nothing in the ford gt so you better be very careful with the right foot so i'll just give you that word of caution before i deliver you your car what color would you like yours because they made those in a variety of different colors um, actually what's funny is that you've got all these traditional colors and I don't like it. I like the black with the matte black stripe. Oh, okay. Okay. We can it's do just, that. Uh, it was a, it was an odd color. It was the, it was just a unique car. And every time I see that car still, it's just goosebumps. Unbelievable car. Yeah. In fact, that car in black, I knew a guy who had one with no stripes at all. It was just all black. Very simple. And it made the car look radically different. I mean, smaller, yeah. different. But it was kind of cool. I'm not really a black car guy because I'm, I'm a neat freak and can't keep a black car clean where I live. It rains <laughs> all the time. and It would make me go insane. But uh, I do like the way they look when they're clean. But that's for about five seconds. And then, you know, they get dirty again. But uh, I'll see what I can do for you, Matt. You've taken me on a fun ride. This has been great. I want to thank you for joining me here on Cars Yeah. Before I let you go, before you drive that GT off into the, the the Cascade uh, Mountain Range or the uh, Sierra Nevadas, I should say. Cascade's where I live. You, you're the Sierra Nevadas. What's a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance you might offer our listeners? Don't stop growing. I think that uh, we all tend to, especially in the car business, ego gets the best of us and um, we find some success in what we do. And it'll, if once we stop growing, it's going to lead to pain. And so, uh, just always be looking for whatever's new and what's out there and do everything you can to keep growing in this industry Yeah, uh, because it just, it's incredibly hard to, to not do that. And in life too, you know, learn something new every day, keep growing, keep finding new things to do and experience. That's the beauty of life. And what's the best way for people to keep up with you and to learn more about car dog? Well, I'm uh, Matthew Moore at uh, on LinkedIn. Um, I'm welcome anybody to hook up. Uh, I, you know, I love having some conversations with people on that, as well as uh, Dealer Peak. It's Moore at DealerPeak dot com. Two M's, two O's, R E. And uh, I do. I'm currently the CEO of Dealer Peak, which owns Cardog. I'd love to hear from anybody. 
Absolutely. And also there's a website, cardog.com. You can check it out there. And of course, the uh, Give a Key Auto Group, which is spelled G-E-W-E-K-E, Auto Group. You'll have to talk to Matt about why the pronunciation is a little tricky there <laughs> when you run into him. But look him up. And if you're up in that part of the California, or if you're anywhere in the country, I'm sure they'll sell you a car or help you find a car. Uh, that's what they do there. Matt, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with our listeners. It's been fun. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you. You're welcome. If you're listening to Cars Yeah, you've probably spent some time working on your favorite ride. But how confident are you working on your finances? You may be able to rebuild a fuel injection system, but can you decipher the details of a mutual fund? If you're like me, investments, insurance, annuities, budgeting, and other financial concepts may seem a bit daunting. But what if I told you there's a book that describes these subjects and more in an easy-to-read and a very humorous way? My friend Chris Kimball, CFP, a longtime sponsor and past guest here on Cars yeah, has written that book, and it's titled The Saga of Ike and Penny, a couple's humorous journey through the confusing world of finance. It's a fun look at things you need to know, everything from investing to effective ways to get rid of credit card debt, and it's probably the only book on finance with a VMAX on the front cover and a classic Mini Cooper on the back. The book's available at Amazon for just $10, and this book will dramatically improve the direction of your financial future. I gave copies to each of my children. All securities are through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Christopher Kimball Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Get your copy, The Saga of Ike and Penny, today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!